on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. It's for the performers that want to perform. They're used to dancing every single night. That's their purpose in life is like being a dancer is like to entertain. And when you take that away from us, like we're just sitting at home and we're like, I want to entertain someone. In Spanish, its name means the meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, lost wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 60 of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Thanks for jumping on board this podcast journey to what I consider to be my favorite city on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Before we jump into this episode of the podcast, I want to thank my guest from the last episode of the show, etiquette expert Jacqueline Whitmore, who helped us dive deep into the controversial topic of tipping in Las Vegas. We covered a lot of ground in the episode, and if you've ever questioned who and how much you should be tipping on your Vegas trips, I'd highly recommend you check it out. If you haven't had a chance to listen as of yet, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and search out episode number 59, The Tipping Point, or head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com. All right, on to the show. To say the COVID-19 shutdown in Las Vegas caught people off guard would be a massive understatement. The complete closure of all non-essential businesses in the state of Nevada, which includes hotels, casinos, restaurants, bars, and shows, has been devastating to workers in Las Vegas. One of the hardest-hit groups are Vegas performers. This sector saw their livelihood literally dry up to nothing. In addition, a large majority of this group are self-employed or working under contract, meaning that until recently, they weren't even eligible to collect unemployment. Two Las Vegas showgirls saw the direction things were going and made the decision to jump into action. Devin Allered and Nina Kane launched The Socially Distant Show, an online show designed to allow Vegas entertainers the opportunity to still perform for an audience, even if it meant a virtual one. And the really cool part, there's a charitable aspect to it as well. Devin and Nina were kind enough to join me from their homes in Las Vegas via Zoom for a conversation for the podcast. We talked about what they were doing before the shutdown, how they heard about the shutdown, and what made them decide to launch this program. Please enjoy my conversation with Devin and Nina from The Socially Distant Show. Ladies, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to actually uh, uh, sit down and chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. We're excited. So I, I want to learn a little bit about you guys to start. I always like to kind of dive a little bit into the backgrounds of, of the, the guests that I have on and uh, and learn a little bit about you guys. Uh, Devin, Nina, are you guys Vegas natives? Did you move to Las Vegas from elsewhere? How did you end up in Las Vegas? All the, the fun stuff, all the 
the the deep dive into the background, so to speak? Um, so I was um, born and raised in Vegas, which is super rare. Um, you don't find a lot of us. Um, and I went to UNLV, so you know, go Rebels. I'm a transplant, so I kind of have lived everywhere. I was born in Kansas. We moved to Texas. I grew up mostly in the Chicago suburbs. Um, I lived in New York, and then I was on cruise ships for six years as a dancer and trapeze artist. And then I finally was like, I'm going to settle somewhere. And I picked Las Vegas, and I've been here exactly five years. And so what made you pick Las Vegas rather than picking somewhere like, say, L.A. or New York or some of the spots that are a little bit more, um, I don't want to say more traditional entertainment cities because Vegas is an entertainment city. But what made Vegas it for you? When I was on the cruise ships, I started off as a dancer and then they forced me to learn how to do trapeze, which was insane. But I fell in love with Ariel and I kept training and learning new things. And then um, I had a friend that was a dance captain of mine on ships that was in the show La Rev at the Wynn. And I was like, I'm just going to move there and be in La Rev. Like that was like, I'm going to do that. And um, so I came. (laughs) I don't know. I was just like, I want to be in that show. And then I came here and I was like, there is so much to do here. Like this is such an amazing hotspot for entertainers. Um, I just want to do it all. And I got cut from La Rev, but I'd still love to be in that show. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I luckily met Nina. Um, We opened a show together at Harrah's in 2015. And she's one of my best friends in the whole wide world now. And we've met like so many cool people through that company. So yeah, I just, that's kind of what brought me here. And Nina, so you you said you went to UNLV. Mm-hmm. Did you study drama or theater or performance arts? Or uh, was there uh, another pathway that you originally had in mind and then uh, moved on to work in, in performance? So I um, actually uh, studied psychology when I was there. But, um, you know, as someone who has been a dancer and a gymnast since I was like two years old, I ended up taking a lot of dance classes. I took um, piano there. I took a lot of, um, you know, artsy stuff. But at the time when I was in college, I um, like I'd always been a performer, but I did think that I was going to go to school and I was going to be a psychologist. And um, I just could not give up dancing. Um, but I did kind of get like a late start, I guess, because I didn't even start auditioning for shows until I was 25. Um, that's kind of when I realized like, this is really what I want to do is be a performer. Um, I live in a, an amazing city with so many opportunities to perform. So like, why not give it a chance? Um, and I always like regret that I didn't just like right out the gate when I was 18, like get in a show immediately. Um, Cause it's really been such a dream. It really has been my dream since I was a little kid. And I think it like, it took me a second to like actually go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, 25, God, that's over the hill. That's ancient. isn't it? <laughs> I know. So old. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find any of that psychology background, um, helps you in, in your, your performance in, in whether it's, uh, dealing with other, other performers or, or just learning how to sort of manage yourself? Um, for sure. I think, um, you know, I have, um, you know, been a dance captain and it helps, you know, manage people and kind of just get 
be able to like put yourself in someone else's shoes and kind of see where other people are coming from and you know that sort of thing it's it was definitely helpful i definitely uh don't don't regret doing that for my education so and so before everything kind of hit the fan here um and everything shut down and and all of that started happening what were you guys doing in in las vegas um so i was a dance captain at a show at bally's um and I was also doing a little bit of gig work on the side. Um, I like to take go-go dancing gigs um, and also like atmosphere gigs and stuff like that. I think a lot of people don't realize that like that's an entire job when you go to a party in Vegas or when you go to a club and you see these girls dressed up as crazy things like that's someone's entire job. <laughs> and what about you, Devin? What were you doing prior to uh, to the shutdown? So um, mine was kind of a funky story. So I was doing season two, Golden Knights cheerleading. And then um, right after the season ended, my husband and I started to start a family. So I had uh, my little son in October. And I was just just getting back into performing auditioning shape. And like, literally went to one audition and then like a few days later everything just shut down and I was like I've worked so hard and now (laughs) (laughs) when everything started kind of kind of shutting down um I mean what was your guys initial reaction to all of this did you just kind of think oh shit like what 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 next did you have any idea it was going to go on as long as it has been did I mean what what was that initial thought I was really naive about it. Um, I feel like we were, um, I was actually at a photo shoot and um, we were all shooting and we kind of started getting texts on our phone about school possibly shutting down. And I thought like, there's no way they're going to close the schools. Like maybe they'll take a day or two off. And like, at this point, like, you know, school's completely closed and they're not going to go back this year. And like, that was really shocking to me. Um, And then as far as like, because it kind of was slow, like first they shut down the schools, then they started, um, then MGM announced they were shutting down casinos. And that was insane to me because I have been here my entire life and I've never seen a casino shut down for any reason. So um, that was wild. And then um, Sisolak announced the small, like business closures, non-essential business closures. So it was just kind of step by step. And I think with every step, I was like, Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And like, I just, uh, I wanted to believe, but you know, it's obviously for the safety of everyone. And it's been, you know, like I'm all for keeping everyone home and staying safe. And Devin, what about you? What was, uh, what was your reaction when you got the word? What was going on with you? Um, okay. So mine was kind of a little bit different. Like I felt like I was one step into quarantine, um, being a new mother. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. But I mean, I was, a stay-at-home mom and um, I'm used to like you know the show schedule and rehearsals and this and that and like my life had really slowed down and I had kind of been on that slow pace quarantine type schedule so I was kind of just watching it from the outside watching it affect all of my closest and dearest friends and I I kind of like had already accepted the quarantine feeling, I guess. And then I was seeing them being sucked into it. And I was like, I need to do something like this is not good. Like, um, so many people slipped into really quick depressions. Um, 
So originally uh, we were just like, okay, let's do something to cheer everyone up. Like let's do like a nightly happy show. Like let's, let's get people out of their beds and make them make me a video and put this online and cheer people up. Like that was the initial goal. And then kind of just blossomed from there into what it's become. You're, you're right. Like, I think the, the weirdest thing was, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a guy that goes down to Vegas seven, eight times a year. And I've got friends, all of my friends basically all work in the entertainment industry. So it, it, it was to see the effect that this had on, on those guys to realize that all of a sudden you guys weren't going to have that seven day a week job that, that you guys all seem to have where you're always hustling and you're always gigging and you're always working. And, and to know that you guys were getting slammed so hard by this was just for a guy that was far away. Like me, it was just absolutely heartbreaking to watch. So I can't imagine uh, what, what it was like for, for you guys down there, which brings us to the idea of the socially distant show, which was such a neat idea. And I love that you guys came up with this. Yeah, Devin and I um, always kind of have a few things going together. We're always talking about ideas for, you know, side shows and gigs and stuff like that and doing choreography bits. So I think that, like, it was natural for us to, like, hey, let's, you know, put together something, you know. It's kind of twofold. It's for the performers that want to perform they're used to dancing every single night they're used to like you know that gives them like you know that's their purpose in life is like being a dancer is like to entertain and when you take that away from us like we're just sitting at home and we're like i want to entertain someone and then it's also for other people that are at home that maybe had a non-essential job that you know and they have nothing to do they're sitting at home and they're like let's see what's going on you know, on the internet, I, I get a, to get a glimpse into um, the lives of the home life of performers and see, you know, what amazing stuff they do on their time off. <laughs> I, I think, you know what, you're right. I, I have talked, I mean, I've kept in contact with all of my, my performer friends and I've seen some of them doing different things online. And I think the coolest thing to come out of all of this is stuff like what you guys are doing with the socially distant show where you're giving them that outlet. And also the work that, that all of you guys are putting together and doing down there where everybody is just saying, you know what? I want to perform. I need to perform. So they're, they're getting out there. They're jumping on social media. They're getting involved. It's just so cool to see. Absolutely. Um, it's, been kind of therapeutic for a lot of the submissions and I've gotten really special like private messages and everything like thanks for making me do that like I really needed it that kind of a thing um so people that are kind of really struggling right now like once they finally do make the video they do feel better in a way which has been really cool to hear about and I think I mean knowing entertainers in Vegas the way the way I know them and and knowing how supportive everyone is what has the reception overall been like? I mean, have you guys had to go hunting for people to be on this or have you guys just been absolutely flooded with people wanting to get involved with this going, Oh my God, thank you so much for, for putting this together and doing this. Um, I have definitely had a ton of people like when we first started, you know, all my friends are like, I want to do this. Can I do this? And, um, you know, my favorite part of this is that it, has been able to bring so many people together, like people from all different shows, people like 
from all different like types of performance, dancers and singers and, you know, magicians and everybody just like working together. It's been so like, it's like a little dream for me to like get to be on a show with like performers that I've been to their shows and seen them and like that I'm like, that's my hero. And now he's like, you know, I get to be on a show with them. <laughs> so that's been awesome. Let's talk about some of the people that you guys have actually had reach out to you. Some of those performers that have that have reached out and been on the Socially Distant show. Who have you had so far? We've had people from nearly every show and we still have like a ton coming as well. Um, but for me, I was Super fangirl when we got Golden Pipes on, when we had Carnell on. I love Carnell. He's awesome. Yeah. Ridiculously talented. And it was just really fun to finally get to like strike up conversations with him and get to know him through this process because I've always been a fan of his. So that was really cool for me. What about you, Nina? Who have some of the highlights for you been through this? Um, so I actually have been really impressed by the Gladius, the show. Um, they did an aerial duo. Um, they have like a at-home aerial rig on a horse ranch that they live on. And they wow. did an amazing aerial duo. Also, Jen Renali has been doing some of her hoop work. That's super impressive. I've known Jen for a really long time and she's amazing. And like, I've never even seen her do this hoop stuff. I'm like, you have this incredible talent. Um, and she does some like firework too, which I am terrified of fireworks. So I love watching people do fireworks. It's something that I cannot do. So that's incredible too. That that's that you're right. I mean, that's been the amazing thing is I, I watched your first big show when it, it streamed on YouTube and I was amazed with the rigs that some of these people have at home. I mean, I, there was one of the performers that was on there and her name escapes me, but she was doing a full swing performance and had this thing rigged up in her house. And I'm looking at that going, first of all, how tall are your ceilings? Secondly, how, how do you just have that in your living room? <laughs> well, I have one in one of my rooms as well. <laughs> aerial room. <laughs> Yes, I love going to Devin's house and doing pole at her house and doing Lyra over there. <laughs> pole in the garage, and we have an aerial rig in the dining room. Uh, we had a Cirque du Soleil rigger come out and install it. I don't recommend anyone rigging their own stuff because their ceilings will collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know someone, reach out to someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> So how many episodes have you guys put together? You've been putting out a lot of content consistently on, on your social media, which is amazing, by the way, that you guys are, are doing that. Well, at first, um, when this was first announced, it was going to be a two-week closure. So we were like, let's do an episode every day for two weeks. Um, and so we did that. We, you know, that was our goal. And we did 15 episodes in a row every single day. Um, and then after that, when we realized this was going to go on for much longer, this is going to be a month long situation. Um, so we decided to do big episodes um, with multiple performers um, on every Wednesday. Um, they come out. That's and I, I think it's good that you guys kind of as it got longer, you kind of realized, holy crap, this is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I know from having done various types of podcasting projects in the past, you go into it guns a blazing and you're like, I'm going to do this every day. And then by like day number seven, you're like, I can't do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like we were both like, this is so hard because we both have um, young sons, like 
Nina's son is three minus six months almost. Like, it was, it was a lot. So we were Yeah, like, it was a lot. It was like taking over every single, those first two weeks of the quarantine flew by though, because we were working so hard every day. <laughs> yeah. The, the new format's much better, but um, some things have kind of blossomed from that even. Um, and like lots of people have given us awesome input and helped us. And we had like a, an account takeover. Um, we've had, um, we've tried to do Mondays, like mental health, check in for the Mondays, um, that kind of thing. And um, just like fun little like things here and there, like showcasing people. And we're just kind of like trying new things each week too. It's just like a happy site. Like it's a happy little page to come to. And it's supposed to kind of take you out of the news headlines and into a little bit of happiness for a few minutes. That's awesome. I mean, you guys are finding new ways to, to, to grow this and change this and evolve it. And, and that, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's excellent. And of course the, the really cool part about this too, is that you guys are doing, there's a charity side to this as well, right? Oh, definitely. Um, Vegas performers have been really struggling trying to get unemployment. At first we were completely ineligible for unemployment. Um, and now we are eligible and it's still just been a big struggle. So, um, when we started this, we wanted to take donations, um, to be able to give back to the people that performed because life is rough (laughs) for gig workers. Um, you know, you're not sure when you get a steady paycheck. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, and so for everything, it's so abruptly to just cut off, you know, a lot of people didn't have savings. A lot of people just really were not prepared for this. Um, I know I wasn't you know, prepared for this. So um, to be able to take donations, people have been so generous donating to our GoFundMe. Um, and we actually were able to give out our first round of checks just a few days ago. And just the performers that participated in the show, um, we just split up the checks between them. And they have just been so grateful, so grateful to everyone that has donated. They're able to get groceries to, you know, pay a bill here and there. That's awesome. I, I, I really admire that you guys are doing that. And I love that you're doing it for, for essentially, I mean, they're, they're, they're my friends, they're your friends. And, and I think it's like you say, I don't think people realize how tough the gig work is. And the fact that, I mean, so many of those shows in Las Vegas, I think maybe people from outside of Las Vegas and people that just come in and as tourists and whatever, I think they think you guys are all multimillionaires and you're living in the hotels and that's where you live. You're living at the Venetian, you're living at Bally's, you're living at, at Harrah's or any of those places. And that is not even remotely close to the case, is it? That's so funny you say that. My husband told me a few days ago, we were on a, one of our quarantine walks outside and he was like, you know, before I met you, I really thought dancers, like, because they're on all the billboards and they're so beautiful and this and that. I thought you guys like would make so much money. Like, I just figured you're just, like, full of money from all the shows. And it's just insane to me, like, seeing this whole world, like, kind of behind the scenes in this way. And it's just, that's just how it is right now. And it's hard. And it's, yeah. the unknown is scary for everyone right now. A lot of people that are in shows, you can be in a full-time show seven days a week, have your face on the billboard, have your face on the marquee, and you still have a side job. (laughs) Tons of people are bartenders, um, you know, waitresses, or they do a show and then they also do gigs, which is what I do. Um, 
And so not only were people taken out of their show, even their side job is like non-essential if they had like a retail job or whatever. So they like lost both of their jobs. So they really have nothing at this point. So that's why it was so important for us to um, really try to get some relief to people. Right. And going on with that, um, a lot of our performers who have like lost um, their show job plus their um, other job, they're not lazy and sitting around. Like I have one girl that's been on the show several times. She's applied to 29 places that are hiring essential workers and none of them are hiring. Like she hasn't heard back from a single one. So like people are honestly trying to work right now. They're not trying to sit home and collect money from the government. Like they're trying so hard to be essential and helpful to get Vegas back on its feet and it's not the system is kind of letting them down right now. As I say, I I really admire what you guys are doing with this. I think it's it's awesome and when I saw the uh the article come over on uh, online on Fox News. I thought I got to get I got to get in touch with these gals. I got to get them on the podcast. I got to talk to them about this because what you guys are doing is just is awesome. And uh, as a as a person that is stuck up in Canada in the cold and the snow, yes, we still have snow. Um, who can't really do much to to help? I, I just thought this is. This is awesome, and I really wanted to get word out about what you guys were doing with this. Um, is there any plan to carry this through? Are you guys going to carry this through as long as it takes once things get back to normal? Are you looking at maybe figuring out something different to do with it? Any any ideas, any thoughts? Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts, actually. <laughs> um, so our big goal once this is um, – everything starts to get back to normal is we're going to continue our normal like weekly show until the shows start back opening back up. Like we're going to keep trying to work and get funds raised for the people that need it until they're back on stage. Like that's the original goal. And then our other big goal we're coming up with is we want to try to do a live performance and it'll like combine all the performers you see on the show and then any other performers from Vegas that want to hop in there. Like we just want to do a live benefit concert and then the proceeds would be um, spread out through all the performers to help them out, help them get jump started. help if we can get a theater, help the theater kind of get jump started. Um, if it's an outdoor venue, like any, whatever it ends up being, um, we just want to like help get Vegas back on its feet. Yeah, I'm just excited to do a, a live show, to do a big variety show with all kinds of performers from everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for things to get back to normal. We don't know uh, when that will happen, but <laughs> hopefully not too far away. Excellent. So if people want to find the Socially Distant show, uh, how do they go about doing that? You guys are all over social media. You're on YouTube. How do people get in, get in touch with you and, and find the show? Yep, we are on three different platforms. So we are on Instagram, um, at The Socially Distant Show. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a little Facebook page, The Socially Distant Show. Um, and then we also have a YouTube channel. So if you just go on YouTube and search The Socially Distant Show, we will pop up. And then our final one is our GoFundMe. So if you go to the GoFundMe webpage and just type in 
socially distant show again, we should hopefully pop up for you if you want to make a donation. Excellent. Well, ladies, uh, Devin, Nina, thank you again for taking the time uh, to jump on and chat with me today. I really do appreciate it. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing for Las Vegas performers. As you say, I mean, not just not just in the financial way that you guys are helping out, but in the way you guys are helping with everyone's mental health in, in helping Las Vegas performers to be able to um, still get up in front of an audience and perform, even if it's in a virtual way. Um, thank you for, for what you guys are doing. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you for having us on your podcast. This is really awesome for us. Once again, if you want to check out The Socially Distant Show, visit them on Facebook and Instagram at The Socially Distant Show, or search them out on YouTube. I'll also put a link to their channel for you in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. And that wraps up another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. Or you can drop me an email directly at Jeff at Jeff Does In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit jeffdoesvegas.com for past episodes, show notes, and a link to the official Jeff Does Vegas YouTube channel. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 60 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. 